Let's dosey do and cha-cha slide our way into the next stop of this journey. The candidates for Bethany Theological Seminary Board clergy, Audrey Sfay interviewing Susan Stern Boyer and Laura Stone. Welcome, Susan Boyer. We're glad for this opportunity to get to know you better as you are on the ballot for Bethany Theological Seminary Board of Trustees, representing clergy for this year. What makes the position you're being considered for important in the life of the broader church? I I, I would say that um, the denomination, and look, look at broader church as the denomination in this case, the denomination consists of local churches and um, a strong denomination uh, has to have strong churches. And so leadership in those churches is absolutely vital uh, to the local church and to the denomination as a whole. And Bethany Seminary is um, the major feeder for that um, pastoral leadership. And I think that's why, why it's so important. What makes you better suited for this position in 2022 than you would have been 5, 10, or 20 years ago? Actually, I was on the Bethany board um, probably a little over 20 years ago. (laughs) So I would say I bring uh, new learning, new insights. Uh, I've lived through uh, the pandemic as a pastor, which I'll tell you takes a lot of uh, strength and energy. I'm, I'm stronger than I, uh, in, in terms of my own understandings, I have more clarity than I have had in the past. I, I would say that's what makes me better suited now because the, we're, we're very much in the midst of a huge paradigm shift and I have been living through that very front line in terms of pastoral ministry. Is there a person or organization currently or in your past that has inspired you or helped you to develop your gifts so that you have the passion and skills to be prepared for this position? I would say the last 37 years in pastoral ministry has been part of that. Um, And all of the people I have met along the way. But I would say very specifically, um, I serve currently on the steering committee of the Supportive Communities Network. And I I have found the other people on that steering committee to be some of the most insightful, faithful, courageous, gracious people I, I have ever known. And I have watched as um, that group knows how to work together and for the good and in the solidarity of others. And it has inspired me, deeply inspired me, um, kept me more faithful, uh, more, um, more ability, uh, with a stronger ability to speak, um, truth to power. I, I have been, I'd say that is the group that has uh, most inspired me in the last 10 years of my life. Why do you think you were nominated for this position? 
Well, I know why I was nominated because whenever uh, somebody wants to nominate me or ask me to do something in the church, I always ask first, why did you ask me? I want to know because I think in the past there have been places where I have been asked to do it merely because I'm a woman or because I'm a token representative of a more progressive theology. And um, I haven't wanted to be a token in those situations or to speak on behalf of other people. Um, so I, I always ask that question. And what they told me was that they are working for a better gender balance. They are um, needing representatives from the West Coast and, and that they value my perspective and what I bring. And um, so that's why, at least that's what they told me. <laughs> Holding a leadership position in the church is a lot of work on top of your other jobs and personal life. How do you envision taking care of yourself while juggling multiple responsibilities? I feel like this nomination comes at a really good time for me. I uh, am retiring June 30 after uh, 37 years of full-time pastoral ministry. And so I feel like this comes at a perfect time for me to have more time and more energy specifically to be able to focus more clearly on being a, a member of the board of trustees. What is your vision for the Church of the Brethren? How do you long for us to become more aligned with the teachings of Jesus? I have a vision that the Church of the Brethren will be concerned about justice and a world at peace rather than institutional longevity. I have a vision of the Church of the Brethren being welcoming to all of God's children, no exceptions. And um, I have a vision that the Church of the Brethren will seek out whoever is most gifted in a specific area that's needed and call them out for those, not based so much on where they fit, what category they're in, what assumptions we make about them, but what are their gifts, what are their passions. I have a great desire that the Church of the Brethren leadership will no longer talk about how we have to represent both sides and make sides, <laughs> but rather call us out to really believe in the statement that we want to continue the very work that Jesus began. I I want us to follow Jesus' words about that the kingdom of God is already here. <laughs> Sorry, this makes me weepy. That the kingdom of God is already here, and we choose to live in God's kingdom and not in the kingdoms of the world. That we choose. We choose the way of Jesus. We choose to live in that reality now, not in some, if everybody would just act right, the kingdom of God will come, but that, that we choose it right now. Um, I want us to put ourselves on the line like Jesus did for, um, for the good of all, for economic justice, for racial, um, equity, to work against all matters of oppression, to set the captive free. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's the church I want to be a part of. I want us to practice what we preach and then I want us to preach what we're practicing. 
I would say those are my, <laughs> my, my hopes and my dreams and my goals and my visions for us as a denomination. Wow. Thank you so much. That's very meaningful. And um, that is all I have for you. I don't want to take up much more time on your day off, but I really, really appreciate you making the time to do this. More than happy to have done it. Thank you so much for asking me. Welcome, Laura Stone. We're glad for this opportunity to know you better as you are on the ballot for Bethany Theological Seminary Board of Trustees representing clergy at this year's annual conference. What makes the position you're being considered for important in the life of the broader church? I understand Bethany Board as a group of people that supports and advises the seminary. And the seminary is very important in the life of the church right now as ministers are burning out thanks to the pandemic as a new wave of people entering seminary are looking broader than the church for their ministry some of them looking to traditional church roles but i think the church is changing and the society is changing and this is a process that's been happening for a good long time now but i think maybe the the ante is up a little bit post pandemic so i think calling and equipping leaders in the church and in the world has always been a really important function of the church and especially in the church of the brethren where we understand all of what each of us does to be an outworking of our faith and so a kind of ministry it's not hard, I think, for us to think of ministry beyond the typical pastoral ministry. But what that looks like in a seminary setting where you've got institutional things going on and you've got financial things going on and you've got a vision to uphold and uh, develop and you've got a tradition to stay in line with and keep being faithful to in the ways that God calls us to. It's really fascinating, interesting work. And I think it's really important for the life of the church to continue to be vibrant. And so the board position, I work at Timbercrest now, which is a senior living community. And our board, they do a lot of the behind the scenes work of the sort of nitty gritty of helping to shape and advise the the future plans for what the staff and what the Timbercrest staff are working toward. They do a lot of also just supporting and um, encouraging and cheerleading. And so I'm, I'm really excited about being able to do that work with the seminary as the seminary works to support the ministers who work to enliven the church. Thank you. What makes you better suited for this position in 2022 than you would have been five or 10 or 20 years? So a lot has happened in five or 10 or 20 years. As I was considering this question, I was thinking about, my goodness, where was I 20 years ago? One of the things that's coming to mind is that I've always had a passion for ministry. I felt called to ministry when I was 13. But then my ministry took various forms and has landed me in the healthcare world, which is a, a ministry in relationship to a very institutional setting. And so I have learned from being on the management team at Timbercrest, 
from being an advocate to and within these sort of institutional settings, I've learned a little bit about how institutions work and how God shows up in the work of institutions that I think even five years ago, definitely 10 years ago, I would have been surprised at. And now I I love tracing those lines of God actually working within institutions. And so I think that's part of part of the work of the board is to be sort of in the midst of the institution, but also relating to it um, in this case, in terms of God's call and God's vision, pairing those things, I think is important. The other thing that has made me a better person in the last 10 years is my experience in chaplaincy has taken me through, I worked in mental health for a while, but then in chaplaincy, I worked in the ICU and the ER and then in long-term care, which I've worked in for the last five years. Mm, It's been more than that now, six and a half years. I just am constantly amazed by people's resilience, the the sort of internal resources that God gives us to get through hard things and not even just survive the hard things, but transform the hard things. When I started out in chaplaincy, I felt like my job was to kind of notice where God was, even if God seemed to be absent or absent or hiding in the corners or, or whatnot. That has gotten easier as I've as I've learned to notice God. But I think it also has gotten easier to trust that even in the that that the spirit is hovering over chaos, that even in the midst of suffering, there there is this golden thread that God is weaving into the fabric that that makes new life possible, that makes the makes resurrection possible. So is there a person or organization currently or in your past that has inspired you or helped you to develop your gifts so you have the passion and skills to be prepared for this position? That's a really big question. So I'm going to take a little piece of it and I'm going to tell you a couple of the a couple of the people I am enjoying recently. I'm learning about Dietrich Bonhoeffer, which is fascinating. There there are just so many books about him. I'm getting through them one by one. And I think what's fascinating about his life to me is the way that he combined head and heart and the way that he was so intentional about living his faith, living that in a very consistent and persistent way in the midst of a society that was not necessarily, didn't accept what he was, where he was headed very easily. So the sort of how to be faithful in the midst of powers and principalities. He said, if you can't communicate your theology to a child, then you probably need to rethink your theology. That's not a direct quote, but I love that because I think on the one hand, this faith walk thing that we do in the midst of in the midst of society, figuring out how to be faithful in the world that we live in when it's not always easy, it can be really complicated and nuanced. And, you know, we got to think a lot about it and, and pray a lot about it. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's also as simple as love. It is as simple as the, the things that, that children intuitively know. That's been one of my recent, one of my recent inspiration people. The other is I'm really getting into Afrofuturism and sci-fi by Nnedi Okorafor 
and she does the Akata trilogy and, and Kay Jamison and some other folks who are doing some really creative things about imagining. What I love about sci-fi and fantasy is that it, it gives the option to imagine a new world, a different world, which I think is what Jesus invites us to in his parables about the kingdom. They're doing some really interesting work, particularly folks from Africa, Black Americans, Native uh, Indigenous folks um, are doing some really interesting work in reimagining the world, including really diverse perspectives and really open, just turning things upside down in a lot of ways. So I'm getting a lot of inspiration these days from those folks too. Uh, Why do you think you were nominated for this position? I suspect, so I did not go to Bethany. I went to Andover Newton for my seminary. That is a UCC United Church, uh, United Church of Christ, um, Unitarian Universalist, American Baptist. And it used to have a rabbinical school um, on campus. And so I learned to articulate my Church of the Brotherness. I actually became in that ecumenical setting, I became more brethren, <laughs> but also with so much respect for the work and gifts of our ecumenical brothers and sisters. So in the midst of that, I've always stayed connected to the Church of the Brethren in various ways. And I have had various connections with Bethany. I feel like I offer a voice of somebody who is connected to the institution and the church and the denomination, but also sees from broader lenses. Also, I am someone who is licensed and ordained in the Church of the Brethren, but is not in pastoral work. I am doing full-time chaplaincy and um, some spiritual direction. And so I think that gives me a unique lens too, in part because chaplaincy is a very, during the pandemic, gained a lot more visibility, but it's also expanding in a lot of directions. And it's a, it's almost a way of bringing ministry to the people. So it's a, it, um, chaplaincy very often relates to people who are spiritual, but not religious and brings those sort of faith and spirituality lenses to that work. Holding a leadership position in the church is a lot of work on top of other jobs and personal life. How do you envision taking care of yourself while juggling multiple responsibilities? Uh, taking care of myself is that has been one of my journeys in the last while. I have a chronic degenerative illness that has has forced me into self-care, kicking and screaming sometimes, but it's actually been a gift in that I have, in order to be able to function well, I have had to be very attuned to what my body and my spirit need. And so with every new thing that I add to my plate, I work really intentionally to find a rhythm that's going to be sustainable for me to think about what other, what other things need to come off of my plate in order to facilitate this happening. For me, I'm, I am leaving, um, I'm finishing up a position on the Brethren Journal Association board. And so this felt like good timing for me also, because then I can, I can finish up that board position and take on a new board position, potentially, if the church calls me in that direction. 
in terms of self-care, I, for me, yoga is important. Prayer is important. Having, I have my own spiritual director and other spiritual friends. Those kind of things keep me aware of what the spirit is doing. And as, and when I'm aware and aligned with what the spirit is doing, I find that self-care often takes care of itself. What is your vision for the Church of the Brethren? And how do you long for us to become more aligned with the teachings of Jesus? I think in general, what I have to say to the Church of the Brethren is that we have some, we have some values and some ways of looking at what God's community is, what, what God's intention for the world is, or hope or dream for the world is, that I think are sorely needed in the in the world. Um, I joke, you know, the, the t-shirts, um, it's a church of the brethren of us that on the front, they say Sim- peacefully, simply together. And on the back under the hood, church of the brethren. <laughs> right. Um, and I think that's like, I laugh about that because that's, I feel like that's who we are in terms of we live our lives faithfully and we do that with confidence and we're we we tend to be much less interested in sort of saying hey we're church of the brother and hey you guys um sort of waving our flag out there i think what i would what i would love for us to do for us to articulate some of the things that we hold dear and why right why is it that love feast stirs us and touches us and forms us we know that in our bones, those of us who have been doing it since we were children, but how often do we talk about that with each other or with others? And so in, in some ways, being able to articulate the theology a lot and, and the sort of intent and the formation alongside the actions that are, that are forming us, I think is a really important direction to go. I, I think we're getting through the messy work of trying to figure out how to be together when we don't agree. You know, I, I trust that we are, we're still working at that. <laughs> I trust that, that God will honor that still working at that. I, I long for us to be a place where all of God's people can fit racially and ethnically, also socioeconomically also backgrounds and theological assumptions. I think also um, gender and sexuality. We do better with seeing what the kingdom might look like when we can do it all together, because I think God is always pushing the, pushing the edges, maybe not pushing the edges. God is open, but God is inviting us to push the edges of where we're comfortable. With my folks at Timbercrest, I talk about a spirituality of receiving. We are so good at serving, but what does it look like to serve and give and receive in a mutual way? God has something for the Church of the Brethren. The question is whether the Church of the Brethren will be able to join with that. And I think I think we can get there. I think we are in a lot of ways. Oh my gosh, moving with the Spirit. Going with the spirit who hovers over the chaos and trusting that God heals and restores and reconciles and we can be part of that. Thank you so much, Laura.